Yo, we back at it again on the last word with March. Shout out to everybody who listened last week, the likes, the comments, the shout outs, you know, to get other people to to listen to the show, man. I really appreciate it. Shout out to my boy Alan for coming on to the show. Really appreciate him. Um, close friend of mine. So you already know I had to get him on first episode. Um, with that being said, um, this week, episode two, we got a great, great, great guest. This guy was actually my roommate at Iowa State. My last year there, uh, we became really close, uh, practically a, a brother to me. Um, Hakeem Butler, he is a wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals, and he was a Cyclone legend, man. If, if you didn't get a chance to watch him play, I, th- I think you missed out. Definitely got to check some highlights of him or something because dude's a beast, man. 6'6", 225, 230, something like that. And, and it was and is a baller, man. He's going to ball out this year for uh, Arizona Cardinals. Hopefully we get to he gets to play this year because of the coronavirus. But, you know, if they get a chance to play, I know my boy's going to put up some numbers. But obviously this past year he had an injury. He hit, he hit the injury bug. So, uh, you know, we're going to get a chance to talk to him. Um, but before we even start the episode, um, we have a brief message from our sponsor, Anchor. This man was first team All Big 12 in 2018, second team All American by the Athletics, Iowa State record holder for receiving yards in a season with 1,318 yards. He owns the school record for yards per reception for his ISU career, ended his ISU career at ISU at Iowa State with 110 receptions, 2,149 yards, and 18 touchdowns in his three seasons playing at Iowa State. His career touchdown record is fourth all-time in school history, and his receiving touchdowns is third all-time in school history. Fourth-round pick, pick 103 for the Arizona Cardinals, Hakeem, the Dream, Butler, a.k.a. my roommate. How you doing, bro? What's good, bro? How you been? I've been straight, bro. You know, I'm in Dallas um, trying to get over this corona, man. This, these IG lives, bro. Like, Hey, man, Tory Lanez, he, he my favorite rapper now, just off his IG. Yeah, live. bro. Like, <laughs> him, Boosie. Him, Boosie. Bro, but, you, but you know what's crazy? The, the best thing about this whole uh, quarantine, like it's unfortunate, but the best thing is these producers going like, like battling, bro. Playing all the good music. That that uh, T Pain versus Lil John might be my favorite one right now. Well, you know, I, you know me, man. I love music, man. All I'm of waiting, I'm waiting on that Kanye, that Kanye versus. Uh, He's not popping out, man. My dog, he gonna be, he gonna stay <laughs> that Kanye versus Drake, or but they ain't gonna do it. They beefing, but Kanye <laughs> versus like Hove or something. That'd hey. be crazy. Kanye going to stay tucked away. He's working on the project. Just relax. But so, you know, you're, you're with the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, you know, during training camp, you go you go through an injury. Can, can you talk about basically the, you know, training camp this and basically this past season and, um, you know, what were all your experiences uh, throughout your first year in the league? Um. Well, I went through most of camp, uh, and I would say second preseason game. I hadn't like gotten the game yet. I was waiting to get in because our starters played like way longer than they were supposed to. 
and uh, finally got in and I was on uh special teams coach came up to me and was like, I need you to get in there on kickoff return. I'm like, bet. Like, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to play any way I can. You know, I just want to see the field. So I get in there and uh, I go to block a dude and I kill him. Like, it was like a kill shot, like really. But it was clean. I got up in there, hit him on the shoulder, and I got my hands in there. And my finger got caught in his jersey. And when I knocked him over, he, like, took my finger with him. And so... I tore like a ligament in there. I pulled the bone off. It was like, it was real bad. But you know me, like I'm a baller. Like I still haven't, yeah. I, I ain't seen the rock yet. So I'm like, yeah. they like, come on out. Like I played the whole series before uh, they even looked at me because they kept seeing me like in the NFL, everybody's watching everything. Yeah. So I guess from upstairs they called and was like, Akeem, like look at Akeem's finger or whatever. So I had like doctors, trainers waiting on me when I came off. I'm like, yo, what's up? Like. Y'all good? He like, yeah, like, we might have to take you back in for x-rays. I'm like, I'm not going back. Like, I ain't caught a pass yet, bro. Like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get it. So they taped it up. Buddy taped it. Got back in. Finished the game. My boy Caleb, he scored a touchdown at the end. It was lit. It was crazy. But I went in, and they told me the bad news. They was like, yeah, you got an avulsion fracture. Like, bro, I've never been hurt my entire career. So, man. It was it was it was a changing moment for me, and I think I came in the next day and they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna put you on IR. It's just easiest, you know. It's like a redshirt year for me." And so, I mean, I learned a lot just being in there every day. Yeah, learning from Larry and and, and, and thought, everybody else. That's why I was just gonna ask you, bro. You're with. You're about to be with two goats, like DeAndre, <laughs> like DeAndre Hawkins just became an Arizona Cardinal. Um, but before we ask about kind of like, have you have you talked to D Hop at uh, all? We all had like we all had like a group uh, receiver meeting on Zoom and stuff, but I never got to talk to him one on one. I probably right. yeah wait too you know. But you know how much like I watched that dude and man. And I, we play, you know, that's how I, that's how I tried to play, you know. So, bro, I'm yeah. bro, and then obviously, like Larry Fitzgerald, obviously, the people want to know what is it, what is you know, Larry Fitzgerald like, and you know, how, what have you learned from Larry Fitzgerald so far? That's that's OG. I mean, I just the way the way he works every day and the way he carries himself, I would say is like. That's why he's been in the league so long. Like he's he's well respected in every corner of the league. I mean, you can't you can't talk bad about that man. Like, and and one thing he don't do, he don't drop passes. I mean, mm-hmm. the man is the man is special for real. For real. Yeah. Like, he's he's Larry Legend for a reason. I don't honestly. I thought he was gonna retire this year, and he said he coming back, and he must have had some up his sleeve. He must have knew D Hop was coming. <laughs> I and, mean. Yeah, it was that was just crazy, bro. Like, uh, I'm still kind of in shock. Like, they let him go. Like, that was me too. But um, so obviously, you know, you play with Larry Fitzgerald. You kind of have a you're you're kind of in a good situation with you, uh, kind of red shirting this year. And obviously, you learning all the plays and and just basically how to be how to be a pro. Um, what was the hardest thing about just be rehabbing and sitting out this year? Uh, I think you said it right there. I mean, the hardest thing was probably just rehabbing and sitting out as a whole. I mean, like, 
I'm, I come from, like you said, like Iowa State, where like I'm the man, like, you know, like they're looking for me on third and fourth down to get me the ball. And I come in here and now it's like, bro, you can't even go practice. Like, it, I just felt like a little kid and, and your mom was like, yeah, you can't go outside today. But she told me that every day, basically, where like yeah. I couldn't go outside for the whole season. It was just bad. Yes, crazy. So how is Kyler Murray also as a, as your quarterback? Kyler, I mean, you know, coming from Texas, we know we know the yeah. legend of Kyler. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> but uh, I mean, no, having having Kyler as a quarterback, you know, coming in with your quarterback, y'all coming up together. I mean, I think it'll be a great thing. I'm just ready to get on the field and get that ball in my hand so I can break some tackles and go score. Hey, you know, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Hopefully, I can't wait till this corona pass through, man. But once this thing get get over with and they finally, you know, go through the you know, the NFL schedule and everything, I think, you know, y'all going to be scary. Yeah. Offensively, y'all going to be scary. Like, yeah, I think uh, – I mean, if you look at our numbers and stuff from last year, we had all the numbers where it was set up for us, like – you look at our numbers we're like a really good team we just mm-hmm. we didn't finish games but I mean I always compare like how we were last year to coach Campbell's first year at Iowa State right how it was like a learning curve for them and for us you know we just got to learn each other really but I think this year coming in I mean I think we got a great team we added some pieces in this offseason I think we're about to we're about to do what we do we're, we're in the toughest division in football right now so I mean it's, it's just tough yeah, yeah, for sure, bro. But that's yeah. I can't wait for football to come back. Like I've been watching <laughs> old college games, old NFL games. Like it's yeah. it's time it, with the draft coming up. So I guess and then that Jordan documentary. So that Jordan documentary. I'm excited for that. That's that's pretty much it. But leading into this next part, not a lot of people know about your story. Or really about you. Um, obviously, maybe the Iowa State fans know um, stuff about you and about your story. But can you talk about, you know, just your story coming from Baltimore, moving to Houston, and how you basically got to Iowa State? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. And, uh, I mean, as a kid, you know, you never really understand what's going on. But... Ended up losing her to breast cancer, and uh, my real dad wasn't in the picture. So, you know, my mom was like my world, my rock. She had me, my brother Khalil, my sister Amber. So we stuck together. But uh, me and my little brother moved to Houston with my uncle, who I called my dad, and uh, he adopted me and my little brother. And so then I gained two brothers, Aaron and Andrew, and – I mean, just started playing ball. I mean, my brothers played basketball. They went to Kentucky and on to the NBA. My little brother plays basketball. I played basketball. Right. Yeah, we, so, we, yeah. we already know how that goes. You know, you know me, man. I didn't yeah. caught enough bodies in state gym. Yeah. You know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so everybody's a hooper. But football has just always been my thing. I always love the physical side of it and uh, end up – not having a lot of offers because of like UIL rulings and stuff, you know, six, six black kid moves into the town and 
you know, your family's already 6'6", freaks going to Kentucky, you know, they think you're moving there for athletic purposes. So I actually only played 13 high school football games. And I got offers from small schools. And then uh, one day, basketball practice, football season was over. I'm thinking I'm going to have to sign somewhere for basketball. Right. Basketball practice comes around, and my coach is like, yeah, you got, like, these these coaches outside. I want to talk to you. And I, Coach Lou was there, Coach Lou Ianni, man. And he Shout came to up, Coach Lou. Shout out to Coach Lou. He told me, first thing he told me, he was like, I only recruit freaks, so I'm here for a reason. And uh, I just remember he just asked me, could I dunk? Dunked a little bit. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to talk to Coach Rhodes. Talk to me, talk to Coach Rhodes. And came up for a visit. And boys got me an offer. The rest is history. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, obviously, you just said Aaron and Andrew Harrison. Um are your cousins, but they're kind of like your brothers. Yeah. So can you talk about how competitive the household was while I mean, you were there? I mean, coming from Baltimore, me and my little brother, we were always competitive. Like, my mom just said we always had that sibling rivalry. But uh, when I got there, I mean, it's like the competition raised because, I mean, I knew how great they were. And, you know, it was it was just everything was competitive in the house. Video games racing whenever whatever whatever it was like that's what that's that's what we compete at no matter what it was we was gonna compete everything in the house for sure so then obviously you had no offers and then coach Lou in Iowa State um offer you and then you decide to come to Iowa State um first off let's talk about your Iowa State career and obviously you come in and you know, Iowa State was trash. That's just we were trash. <laughs> just call we it like trash. We were trash. Like <laughs> and then, uh, but you were kind of behind. You know, Allen's Allen had all the attention at the time, and uh, kind of really had a couple seasons where you were behind Allen, and then that last year where you just it was everything kind of got put together and you just took off. Can you talk about? the before, like while you were under Allen and what you kind of learned from him. And then that year where that last year where you kind of you, you took off and, you know, you became a first team all big 12. Um, I would say, I would say first, like uh red shirt year, I weighed 170 pounds coming into school at six, six. I look like nothing. Uh, so, I mean, I was just, and I really, I learned a lot in high school, but at the same time, I definitely could have learned more. But uh, I'm definitely thankful for those coaches. But coming in, I, I was definitely a little bit behind the curve of everyone else. So, I mean, the red shirt, like, you know, you're mad about it at first, but it was definitely the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, second year, we had a coaching change, red shirt freshman year. And uh, Coach Gasser, that's my dog, Coach Gasser and Coach Miles, you know, Miles, man. Yeah. They they locked in on me and I mean they they helped me a, a great deal. I still hadn't earned the trust of like you know all the coaches and Coach Campbell yet, so I would only get in there a couple times. My dog Mouse looked out and put me in there on accident. Versus you and I caught a one hander in the back of the end zone. Redshirt freshman in sports in the top ten and I mean shoot I scored what two more touchdowns in that season, but I mean I didn't get a lot of snaps. It was just. Still just, you know, a couple plays I only knew. Next year, 
that spring rolls around. I think you came in, right? Well, that's you know, I was there for your rest of freshman. You there I had it. got there. You like, wasn't the getting like before. that. Yeah. <laughs> I had got – bro, I had – bro, that was probably the hardest thing ever, bro, just yeah. trying to learn all the plays and, like, Two weeks. I, <laughs> Y'all I, were already I, going through them yeah, the whole yeah. summer. So, but I remember uh, we had that spring, and that's when that's when March Madness popped Bro, off. Yeah, and, you already know. Yeah, you went crazy. You said this is my month, and you went crazy. Yeah. You had the greatest spring ball I ever seen in, in history of football, bro. Easily, bro. I was just motivated, bro. I was not <laughs> trying to sit with a home. Yeah, bro. And I, I think I was trying to fight. We were all. One thing, bro, we was all trying to fight for the ball. Like, yeah. it was Allen, it was you, it was me, it was Deshante. That's what, that's what was so crazy. We was all, like, really fighting, like, each other. Yeah, it was like, like damn. Akeem made it, got a touchdown. Marty got to get one. I'm low key like, I'm low key <laughs> like, look, I got to get me one because if I don't, you know what I'm saying, they're going to – it's going to be – they're going to get the rock. And, and we all we all knew who five was getting the rock. So we was just trying to get the scraps, you know what I'm saying? Man. Everybody <laughs> yeah. was just trying to play Robin. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, man. Yeah, I would say, I mean, after that spring, like, I just forced it where they, they had to play me. And so that's when we took the tight end out and put me in. It was me, you, <sighs> Allen, and it was Shantae or Trevor in, and we was always just out there dogging people. We were getting it. One, one thing I say is that's when, like, that's when I knew, like, okay, all right. Now we now we starting to cook because when they took out the tight end and they put you in and we was running I ain't gonna I ain't gonna say the route but we know the route that you would run on third down that crook <laughs> it was money that crook it was money, money. I remember the first time. game I'm like third down like, like ten catches on it first game yeah oh it was God. it was like remember that Iowa game they were like he's third down he's not catching that route and you still you were catching you couldn't stop me can't man. stop him man. That I, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you from like being on the team and watching you, bro. Like that spring, really the spring, I say I kind of dominated. But that, but that Absolutely. fall camp, yeah, spring you dominated. Dog, that fall camp, bro. It was like I was hungry. I I, I had to get, <laughs> bro. I had to I'm, get on the field. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I I remember. I, I want to say it was me and Allen, bro. We were sitting down. We were like, bro, if they just spread the ball out, it's Money. over. Because then we all know we still had David, too. We still. Like, <laughs> so it was like, yo, if they spread the ball out, we could really be nice. You know what I'm saying? We just got to get the ball out. You know what I'm saying? And, and <laughs> give our quarterback time. And that was it. We That's just it, we took off. Um, and you took off. And then going into that last year, that last year, after that, I had already, like, honestly, I, I tell everybody this, before the season, I had talked with Campbell, talked with my pops, I talked with Gas. I was like, yo, like, if things go right, like, I really, I didn't even say if things go right. I said, this is my last season. Like, I'm going to the league after this. Like, and I put that chip on my shoulder. I put that, I put all, I put that target on my back from the coaches. They challenged me. And uh, Gas stuck with me, and he challenged me, and he was like, if you want to go, you know, you got to play like you got to practice like this. And one thing I'm always going to do, I'm going to practice as hard as I can. Like, I just I, – that's just what I got to do. And, uh, I mean, shoot, I just – I took – I just tried to lead how I could. I mean, we had a lot of young guys. 
uh, like behind me, but it was me and Shante and David, and we just had to we just had to do what we do. The O line did what they did, and you know we switched quarterbacks. Like we like Kyle got hurt, that was a big blow to me. Uh, Zeb got sat, and then Brock came in and he took over, and it was his show. And so it was just, you know, I got a lead for not just for like you know the receivers. Like we got a, a young quarterback who I feel like I have to lead for. And, you know, like everybody's looking at me to make the big play. So it was just like I had to lock in and focus like never before. And, I mean, it paid off. Yeah. So, obviously, you have a record-breaking Iowa State career yeah. um, with all those accolades. Like I said, first team all Big 12. Um, you lead the Iowa State re uh, receiving record for a season with 1,318 yards. And then you go into the draft process. Um, and then obviously, ultimately on, you know, the draft weekend and you get drafted in the fourth round. Can you talk to me about that whole process leading up to the draft? And then, uh, the, the and then basically the day of the draft too as well. Oh yeah, the process, I mean, was, it was very like up and down because, you know, everybody has an opinion of you and, uh, you know, I don't – like, I try not to focus on it, but, you know, with social media, like, I got people sending me tweets or whatnot. So, I mean, I always think, like, like I chose my agent and I, he believed in me. Every agent I met with believed in me, really. But, I mean, I, I had to find somebody that I believed in. And uh, so, from there, it was just going to training. And I went to go train in Boca at XPE. And uh, then it's just basically like a press run. You know, you're trying to sell yourself to, to the media, to teams or whatever. And, uh, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't like the way some of the, some of the media people talked about me. I mean, whatever it was, you know, people didn't like big receivers. Right. They had, they had their, their feelings about them or whatever. But, I mean, you know, I didn't care. I feel like my body of work should have talked, spoke for itself. Like the plays I made, big plays, like playing like a grown man out there, uh, projected wherever I was projected. But, uh, you know me, I thought I should have been first round. I already know. I you thought he was mad. You already know me. So <laughs> I already know. <laughs> draft comes around uh, day one, you know, I'm, you know me, I want to go first round. So I'm sitting there, I watch every pick. I'm like, cool. Like, you know, day two, we'll see what happens. I'm expecting to go second or third. I mean, I don't get the call in. From there, you know me. I'm just, I'm just like I'm, I'm off it. I'm like, you know, I hope they don't pick me and I choose where I can go. Mm -hmm. But uh, woke up the morning of the draft to my phone buzzing and it said Arizona number. I said I don't know anybody from Arizona, so we gonna see what this is. Pick up the phone. It was Steve Kime, and uh, it just told me it was gonna pick me, and I was like. Honestly, like, I just – I felt a little out-of-body experience. Like, this is the day I've been waiting on. Like, this is the day you see on TV all the time, man. It's the call yeah. you see on TV. Got the call, talked to Cliff, talked to Mr. Bidwell. And uh, from there, I mean, you know, the rest is history, like I like to say. And so it was time to work then. Hey, man, I was just happy you got picked, too. And I was so happy you was the first pick. Let's just get it all out the way. Get it out the way. Yeah. The rest of the day to myself. Because yeah. I was like, I was I was getting nervous. I was like, man, I didn't want it to be. Because obviously the year before, Allen had went through the same thing. Still don't get what happened. Yeah, I don't get what happened either. But, it, but he got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back to the point where 
around that seventh round knew he wasn't getting drafted. So I was I was extremely ecstatic and excited for you that uh, you got picked. You know what I'm saying? At least early in that on that third day, I believe yeah. fourth round. Yeah. So, and two, not a lot of people know like at at the pro day, Arizona was like doing extra with you. Yeah, he so took it was me, Coach Rod. He took me to the side, and uh, one thing I always love about Coach Rod, he always he always keeps it real. And he told me he was like, you know, you're like you're up there on our board. You know, we don't know if you'll be there when we get a chance to pick, but you know, we're up like you're up there. And I mean, a lot of teams said that to me, so I'm just kind of like, if I'm up there on the board, you know, why why am I gonna wait so long to hear my name? Right. But I mean. You know, this league, you know, everything happens for a reason. This, this world, everything happens for a reason. Right. But, I mean, from the time I met I met with the Cardinals, even at the Combine and just the relationship I felt with, like, Cliff, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of knew that would be where I would land. Yeah, that's kind of where I was hoping you would land, too, even though I wanted you to be a saint. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, man, the saints uh, – you know how that goes with, with, with us, but you know how passionate I am about them. But so obviously you've been, you went through the full year. We talked about that. Um, so what were your off season plans before coronavirus? I mean, everything I planned on for the off season I've, I've been doing, I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to work out. I wanted to just get better. Cause I mean, I, I, I didn't catch the ball for a whole season. Like my, my fingers was messed up. My hands was messed up. And as a receiver, that's my feet, my hands is all I got. Yeah. So the day the doctor told me that I was cleared, I went to the trainer back at the facility and I was like, all right, bet. Like I'm, I did my last little rehab and then I went to catching balls like as fast as I could and working out as much as I could. Um, Anytime I've left Arizona, it was for work purposes. I'm just like, there was no reason for me to take a vacation because I feel mm-hmm. like I vacated the whole year. So I'm, yeah. I came out here to grind and, and get paid, and that's what I'm trying to do. Well, the next question was, what are they now? But obviously, it's, it's strictly grinding and stuff. So, what are the things that you focusing on this year? Uh, like, like, like technique wise for technique for wise? Oh, I would say everything's just like route running and just, you know, dropping weight, you know, being a big receiver and and getting here to this, you know, new coaches, every coach has a coaching style and and Coach Rye, you know, he co- he coached Devontae and everybody knows how good Devontae Adams' routes are. And mm-hmm. and so like it's all about the feet and that's what he believes in. And so that's what I'm working and separating and just making my play. I mean thing I got to do is just get back to being me and just playing mm-hmm. confident, putting that right. smile on my face. You know how I go. Yeah. So one thing I love about you is that you're comfortable in your own skin. So if you like something, you're going to be outspoken and say that you like it and not care what nobody else says. Yeah. Um, so you're really big into like speaking your mind and talking about yourself as more than an athlete. And I saw – you know, like on IG and, and basically on your all your social medias, you posted the pictures um, about how you're more than an athlete. Can you talk about how you got uh, basically chosen for that or, or how that all went down? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I think that was uninterrupted. Uh, it was the rookie premiere and uh, 
with my agent, my guy Dave. He's a Dave just he's good at what he does, and so he got me linked up with the people from Uninterrupted, and they just wanted to put this glass helmet on guys so that the world would know. Because a lot of times, as a football player, you don't you don't have the profile or let me say the face of like a basketball player who who doesn't wear a helmet and people know what you look like when you come outside. And so uh-huh. they put that glass helmet on guys so that they would be able to just have that chance to, to show themselves and just show their true colors. And now the, the NFL, they have this thing called a uh, hashtag athlete. And, and that's one thing I would say that the NFL is really great with is like helping guys outside of, outside of the sport and just, helping guys move on to the next level and just prepare themselves for after football because this life is not forever. Right. All right, man. We got through We got through all the important stuff. Now we're going to finish off with 10 questions. And then okay. remember, we're going to um, – we need your social media and your gamer tags because, you all know, right. everybody's all into the social media and everybody's playing video games now, bro. I'm playing – Fortnite, 2K, and Madden, and I'm I'm not really. You're not good at any of them. You ain't good at any of them. I'm cold at Fortnite now because you play for so long, bro. You just get better. I'm cold. I'm 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 like decent at Fortnite. I ain't gonna say I'm cold, but I'm decent. Like I'm getting okay. multiple kills a game. So, <laughs> uh, and so, but everybody's playing that Call of Duty, and I just That's I haven't gotten it yet, bro. That's all and, I'm on. And I've never been a really good Call of Duty person. Um, but anyways, uh, I got 10 questions for you. And then, you know, that's it. Let's do it. So the first question is, how has education impacted your life? How has education impacted my life? Mm-hmm. Education has definitely helped me and carried me a long way. I mean... It's probably the first year I haven't been in school. But the crazy thing is I want to go back to school and get another degree. I want to try really? to get a master's like you. Trying to get a what? master's like you. Yeah. Okay. What but, would you uh, get it in? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I think I might get my master's of business, but, you know, I'm, I'm still thinking about it. But I would say education, I mean, it's everything. You know, kids got to stay in school. But also, I mean, with today's time, like, you just got to know what's best for you with this. You just find something you like and, you know, just chase it. Yeah. So, obviously, you're in the league now. Everybody wants a piece of you. What is the importance of how, of surrounding yourself with good people and having a small circle? Um, I would say that's probably the most important thing. You need a group of people that's not going to just be yes men and just agree with everything. I feel like I surround people, myself with people that's, that's like, bro, that's not a good idea. That's lame, you know, something like that. But you just always need another voice of reason around you. And the people that I keep around me, I, I think that's that's what they're good for. What's up, man? All right. So, and another thing, um, not a lot of people well a thing that people don't know about you and i'm basically gonna tell about you is um you're very goal oriented and i remember you know being your roommate you had all your goals written down 
on your mirror. Bro, I'm talking. I'm I can talking. walk in my bathroom right now, and I got it yeah. written down. <laughs> yeah, all your. I, don't, I think it was basically like yearly goals and basically like goals you wanted to accomplish, you know, career wise. And so, my question is: Can can you talk about the impact of having goals written down, where you can see it every day? I think having those goals written down, like you said, on my mirror, every day you got to walk in the bathroom, whether it's to use the bathroom, brush your teeth, no matter what it is, multiple times a day. And so every time I go to wash my hands, brush my teeth, whatever it is, to look at the mirror, you see that. And eventually, you know, mentally, subconsciously, it'll lock in and, and you'll, you'll just believe it and think it and, and live that way. And that's just what I try to do. I mean, I have a roommate from my freshman year, my dog, uh, Josh Coleman. Mm-hmm. And, He'll tell you, uh, I, t- I had written down when I first got there, I said three, two, one. It was uh, in college for three years or play for three years. And then it was like two seasons where I ball out and it's like supposed to go first round. So, I mean, I did two of those things. I didn't get one, but, you know, you know I'm still here. Okay. So can you tell us the goals that you have written down now? <laughs> written down right now? Yeah, I'm going to just – You got to keep it quiet. Yeah, when it's time for them to to pop out, after I completed them, I'm going to pop them up and show everybody. All right, so these last six questions gone. We can loosen up now. So what is the difference from living in Baltimore than in Houston? Oh, it's a huge difference. Uh, In Baltimore, first of all, it's really a basketball city, I would say that. It's a a lot more dangerous than – in Houston, it's just a different way of living. But Houston, I mean, they they care about sports in in the state of Texas as a whole, and I really, mm-hmm. I really admire that. Just just helping kids, they care about all kids like outside of like school. Mm-hmm. Everybody has like a class. Like I had a basketball class at in in Texas. Like that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's not something that like people have. Like we don't have that in Baltimore. I had a football class. Like we go and lift weights. Baltimore, if you're lifting weights, it's like on your own and you just come and play. It's like pure talent in Baltimore. It's, yeah. Houston, people are like developing that talent or just, you know, developing outside of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I, you know, I literally, I'm not even going to lie to you, I just started watching The the Wire. I've, I've never seen it. Being from Baltimore, I've never seen it. You've never seen it? No, I was on an episode one It's time. good. It's good. I think it's a little hyped, but it's good. But... <laughs> I want to, like, within the question, I want to talk to you. Why are Baltimore accents so terrible? <laughs> what is, what is like the accent? It's like, it's so weird, bro. It's like y'all add an er or something like at the end. Like it's like very weird. That's just what that's just what it is. I I really couldn't tell you why it is and why it isn't. I mean, Baltimore. Like, Baltimore just is what it is. It's just – it's a city in itself. I ain't never been to Baltimore. I'm going to have to go one day. I'm going to take the good part. Yeah, the good part. And you told me about them crab cakes, bro. You told me they had the best seafood. Good food, bro. All right, yeah. Best seafood, bro. We're going to get you some good food. I promise. All right. Bet. All right. Top five cartoons from Andy Network. Top five cartoons. I'm going to give them all from Cartoon Network because all I watch is cartoons right now. (laughs) Okay. They're not going to all be from Cartoon Network. I changed my mind. Anyway, I'm going to go Avatar The Last Airbender. This is no specific that. order. I do that. Avatar The Last Airbender. The regular show. 
what else am I watching right now? I'm watching a lot right now. The it, uh not Adventure Time. Uh, the Adventures of Gumball, Gumball Adventures. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, there's just a lot I could say. I'm gonna go Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Ooh. And and then from Nickelodeon, uh, it's just too many for me to just choose like that. Uh, couldn't even. Yeah, so I'm gonna go Samurai Jack. I've always been Ooh, a Samurai Jack. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've always been a Samurai. Kids Jack. Next Door gotta be in mine. Kids Next Door. I just yeah. been watched that and watched the movie the other day. Yeah, I I, I rock with kids. I wanted my life to be like Kids Next Door, <laughs> like for real. <laughs> So, um, if people, I know you, but if people see your IG, you love clothes and fashion. That's okay. your thing, bro. That's so, amazing. what can we catch you wearing on a daily basis? On a daily basis? You know me. I'm always going to be in Adidas something. I'm always had a brand on Three Stripes. You know, they take care of me. I'm going to take care of them for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I'm in the house chilling, I'm going to always be, I'm going to have my Ugg boots on. And I'm gonna have my shorts on, just kicking it. I mean, I'm I'm chilling right so now. So let's say you going out to a event. Well, it could be anything. What's like the ideal thing you gonna wear? Like you wearing some Dior, some Gucci, oh, you know me, so, like the, some the, Nike. I mean, excuse me, some Adidas. What I what I always say is, dudes may they clothes may be more expensive than me, but they still don't dress better than me. That, that's exactly. just, that's truly how I feel. Um, it's always, I'm always have some short shorts with a nice little tee and my sneakers going to be hot. That's all you already know. That's it. Yeah. That, that was your swag. You couldn't wear that too much in, in Ames though. Couldn't wear that too much. In Ames, it was the joggers with the coat and the, yeah. every, every day. It was an everyday fit. Oh, me. So what is a dream fashion show you want to be a part of? Dream fashion show I want to be a part of. I want to definitely... Cause I went to New York Fashion Week for the first time. Gotta go back check out my guy Todd Snyder. He's an Iowa State alum. Uh, oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. Todd Snyder, Iowa State alum. He t- he took care of me this year. It was a first time there, and it was an unbelievable experience. I want to go to, to Louis Vuitton's fashion show. That fashion show looked crazy. Um, there's there's just so many, honestly, like. I, I gotta go to Paris Fashion Week and just check out check out how it is out there. I, I have to go. Yeah. Uh you know me, I ain't I ain't really too fashionably up to date. <laughs> so I know I I know Paris Fashion Show for sure. I know that's like the hot the hot one. Yeah. Um so with that being said, you love video games. Can you give us a top five video games of all time? All time? All time. Or just your favorite. Pick one. All right, I'm gonna give you five of my favorites. All right, Need for Speed Most Wanted. That's that's like one of my favorite games ever. Um, Call of Duty, the whole series, but I'm gonna go Modern Warfare Two is like the best. Mm-hmm. Madden, of course. Now that I'm on it, I play it even more. <laughs> I really want to say NBA Live because NBA Live used to really be that. Yes. Back in the Nobody days. played 2K. <laughs> K's, 2K's, like, it'd it be letting me down. Like, truly, it still, it lets me down still. Um, And last, man, let me, let me reach back in my, in my memory bank. I'm gonna have to go, I'm gonna have to go Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, like, 
Yeah. Mm. The, the homies used to just get on there, try and get five stars and run from the police the whole time. That's that was it. it. See how long you can survive. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> and the last, and the last question is top five receivers of all time. Oh. <laughs> What's crazy is I just answered this question on Twitter. This was Stefan Diggs' question. Yeah, I let Twitter influence me into saying a person I didn't really believe, but like, you know, it's, it might be a very unpopular opinion. But number one for me is is Randy Moss, hands down. Like, mm-hmm. hands down, unbelievable. I, I think Randy, our number one for our generation. Like, yeah. He's definitely I, number I, I one. I see Jerry at the end when he was like balding a little bit. Yeah. Braids coming out in the Raiders. But like Jerry, I'm, I got to meet Jerry Rice this year. Very humble dude. Like it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Just shaking that man's hand, everything he's done for the game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Jerry number two. And then uh, this is the only person I might call Big Bro like ever. But Big Bro, definitely Calvin Johnson. That's number three. I got. I got I remember to, that. I got to meet him, man. Look, y'all was calling me. Y'all was like, bro, like I, I was, remember that. I was starstruck, man. Like he was like, I'm trying to get a picture with you. I was like, oh, this this is crazy right here, man. I'm gonna definitely go, big bro, Calvin. Uh, this one to get this one to get complicated for me. You know what I'm saying? This you gotta one. say them two initials. What? I, you, I got to. you got to. You got to. You got to. You got to. Them two initials. Who are you talking about? T O. <sighs> See, man, that's when it gets complicated for me, bro. I like T.O., but like he just he just he never really did it for me. Like for I don't real? Know, he never he just never did it for me. I'ma go, I'ma go uh Julio. Julio's my guy. Like I don't mm. I, I've just always been like Y'all know you know how we feel about Julio and that wide receiver. Yes, Julio. Yeah, Julio's dog, the dog, man. And another one I'm gonna put in there that a lot of people might look over and not talk about. I'm gonna say Steve Smith. I can't be mad at that. Steve Smith was a dog. Steve Smith, he don't like. Excuse my language, but he don't. He don't give a damn about nobody. And. No. I think if I'm a Saints fan, so I know. Look, if everybody had that mentality of that man right there, the the league would look a lot different for real, for real. Man, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't put Larry in there though. Oh, that's where I messed up. Larry, Larry's in there. Larry's Larry's four. And then I'm gonna go Steve okay. Julio five A five B. Yeah, okay. I, was I, I forgot. Like, oh. I always forget them. Now that we're on the same team, I forget them all the time. Yeah, no, yeah. It's just yeah, <laughs> Larry's. Ah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Larry's amazing, bro. But I really appreciate. I really appreciate you coming on. You yeah, he don't. he don't. He does not at all. But I really appreciate you coming on today, bro. Um, but before we go, um, what's your social media? Let the people know, and then let them know your gamer tag as well. Social media four one zero Kim on Instagram and Twitter. Uh. And my gamer tag right now, it is Joy Rich Joey. Joy Rich Joey? Yeah. Joy Rich Joey on PS4. Yes, oh, that's the only thing. You know what I'm saying? I bet, man. Hey, King, you know, you know the love that I got for you, girl. I really oh, appreciate you, you coming on, bro. Oh, Episode man. two of the last word with March.
is up. You're definitely coming back on the show again after a crazy year. You got to tell me crazy stories about DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald. You already know that, I got you, bro. You, you already know. know. You know I love that receiver talk. So You already know, bro. I'm a, and, sh- I'm a, and shout I'm out to Mouse, Coach Gas. Shout Big out to our shout boys. Out to Mouse, man. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't even be where I'm at if it wasn't for Mouse and Coach Gas for real. For real. Yeah. Shout out to them guys. But all right, bro. I'm going to holla at you. For and, sure. And thank you for coming on again, bro. I'm going to see you soon, bro. No doubt. All right, bro. All right.